and welcome to another episode of the Debutante Report. I'm your host, Michael Lung, back again to break down week five of Australian Survivor Brains versus Brawn. And we've reached the halfway point. We've made it to merge, and I'm guessing that gameplay is going to ramp up even more than it has so far. And yeah, it's been a really interesting week. I think we've seen the arc of George and Haley's relationship go up and down. Can't wait to break it all down once again this week. And with me is another special guest, my friend Winona. How are you, Winona? Yeah, I'm really good, thanks. Um, really excited to talk about what's been happening this past week on Survivor. I think it was a pretty hectic, like pretty hectic couple of episodes. Um, and definitely lots of intense things happening, especially with Haley and George. Um, so yeah, keen to discuss it. Yeah, that's for sure. Thanks heaps for coming on the podcast. It's really great to have you here to talk about Survivor this week. What we like to do with all of our guests, we like to get to know them a bit better and their Survivor background. So I guess first question for you, Winona, what is your Survivor background? Can you tell us about how you got into the show? Yeah. Oh, what a good question. Um, so I, okay, I remember when I was younger, I've always watched Survivor, um, but I wasn't super into it. It was like the American one back then. Uh, but then I remember season two, Australian Survivor. I think that's when I got really into it. Um, I just remember like Lockie and um, all these big names, you know, just playing. Um, and oh, no, I think it was like season one when I think it was Christy, she won. And she was like, to me, I did not expect her to win at all. And I was just really shook back then. So, um, yeah, since then, I've kind of like kept on watching Survivor. Um, so, yeah, that's kind of where it started, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like season two, definitely up there as one of best seasons out there and season one yeah christy was not the winner that people expected so yeah that was really interesting too um second question who is your favorite survivor player mm, i of think all time not just this season <laughs> <laughs> oh yes yeah, that's a pretty good question um i reckon favorite can i say top three is that allowed oh yeah go for it <laughs> okay cool so um i would say lydia i love her because oh lydia and moana they've got both but like you know, boss girl energy. <laughs> um, I love that. Like both really strong players. Um, and then Luke as well. I think, I feel like Luke's quite a common favorite player. Um, he's just very charismatic, you know, had, um, you know, knew what he was doing in the game, had a pretty good strategy going on. And I love that he came back in season five as well. Um, that was really fun. I think it was season five. Correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> it was season four. He came back in season four as like the low returning. Oh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Moana, Moana and Lydia both like challenge beasts and yeah, Moana especially really strategic. Um, so yeah, yeah sure. great picks there. Can't argue with that. Third question. What is your favorite survivor blindside of all time? Um, I don't know. I don't really remember any from previous seasons, but I think, um, probably the one when Simon was blindsided this oh, season. From this season, I right. Yeah. Yeah, like it wasn't super amazing. It was kind of predictable, but then I think they just like executed it so well. Um, and yeah, it sent him home with two idols, which is pretty crazy. Um, yeah, definitely so yeah. a big, big blindside there, um, especially with yeah. two idols. Um, yeah, I'll mention it again. I predicted that someone would go home with two idols two weeks before <laughs> it actually happened. So every time I can mention it, I'm going to put it out there because that's one of my like <laughs> favorite things ever. But yeah, great blindside there. Um, yeah. And then just wrapping up that intro questions, just wanted to get your general thoughts on this season so far. What are you thinking about it? Who's standing out to you in the cast? Yeah, just what are your thoughts on it? 
Mm, I think um, this season so far, it's been pretty good. Not going to lie, I thought like my initial um, thought about George, I was like, oh, he seems a bit shifty. I don't know if he'll make it far. And he's he is an interesting character. I know that's just my opinion. But I feel like that's also what makes the game so fun because he's like not your typical charismatic player. Um, he's definitely got his strengths in other ways, just like talking to people, like strategizing and all that. Um, but I think, yeah, just having him and Kara almost as double agents um, makes it really interesting and somewhat unpredictable as well because you don't know when they're going to switch, right? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I feel like they're the only two players who've really like jumped between alliances, like between tribal lines. Mm. Um, so at least that's made the game a little bit more interesting there rather than being all boring and sticking with old tribal lines. I know that's just my opinion, but... <laughs> yeah, and um, I'm surprised they haven't been voted out yet because usually players like that um, who aren't particularly loyal, um, I feel like they usually get kicked out quite easily because people are just, yeah, scared of them. You know, they're definitely a threat. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, I know like in previous seasons, like those kind of players... And normally, normally come down as being the safe vote between two alliances and they band together to try to get those kind of players out. I think mm. this season, though, it's just come down to luck. Like, Kara yes. got voted out and she stayed in the game. George yeah. managed to get lucky with a swap and managed to fit in with a new alliance. So, like, luck plays a big part. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's very skillful. I think it's, yeah, a lot of the time it is luck. Mm, that's true. Awesome. Well, I think it's about time we dive deep into the first episode of this week. Sunday's episode, probably the biggest episode in my opinion this week, just because it was merge. We saw both tribes come together, merged at 13, which isn't abnormal. It's quite a big number, though, still to merge at. Um, and yeah, there's a lot of new, I guess, social dynamics to break down as well. But going, <laughs> I think we'll go straight to the vote. We saw Kez voted out. Now, Going into this merge vote, I probably didn't assume that Kez would get voted out, but there was just so much going on. Like, Haley had an idol with the Brains Alliance. Um, Kez had an idol with the Brawn Alliance. George playing both sides. A lot going on. I want to get your initial thoughts, No, not What did you think of this vote? Yeah, um, I thought it was pretty spicy, not going <laughs> to lie, because um, I think that's like the first time where George really made a really massive um like double agent proposition um that was really obvious as well um but I think I don't know I was thinking like putting myself in Haley's shoes because obviously she had like one chance you know and she had to use her idol properly and I don't know I feel like from Haley's perspective like there definitely would have been that doubt like oh you know should I trust George um which in the end she did and I think that's why the blind side or not like the blind side but just like the vote worked out so well um in brains favor yeah that's an interesting point like i want to focus on Haley here a bit as well because going into merge i thought she would have been in a much stronger position than being in an eight five minority like from what we saw in the previous episode she seemed to have pretty good relationships all around like she was good with flick i mean she was good with danny previously before she like tried to stab her in the back but i guess going into this merge i would have thought she would have aligned back with her old brains so that would have been that five that they already had. Plus they would have been able to pull Flick over because of how good she was to keep Flick in the game. Um, yeah. Had Simon not played that idol on, had Simon played that idol on Danny, Flick would have gone home. <laughs> so the fact that yes. Flick's still in the game is based on Haley's part. Um, and then sure. with Flick, she would have been able to bring over Kez and Gerald as well. So that, in my opinion, that's what I thought was going to happen come merge. 
and then Hayley would have been yeah. pretty insulated. But yeah, it was pretty interesting that she was left in the eight five minority. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more to that, like from what we've been shown on the TV, um, at least. But yeah, yeah, Spain's sure. in a pretty bad position. I mean, mm. good on her for like getting back in with George. I saw during like that reward challenge, she got like or the immunity challenge, she got knocked out pretty early. And then she got the chance to just talk with George on the side and like build that <laughs> So I mean like Maybe that was part of her strategy. <laughs> yeah, that social game for sure. But yeah, managed to get in good with George and flip George over. I, I don't know if it was much on Hallie's part, but the fact that George came back over to Brains and helped them out. Um mm. I mean, as an audience, we always love to root for the underdog. So um, Yeah, for sure. That was definitely entertaining <laughs> from an audience perspective. Um Yeah. Do you think though this move from George, do you think it was a good move from him? Or should you have played it a bit differently? I think it was good because, well, I think George is actually quite a smart player. Like he knows that, you know, currently he's with the Broad Alliance, right? But, you know, once all the brains are picked off, he'll probably be the one at the end, um, you know, to go first, right? And so he, I think he knows that, well, at least in my opinion, I don't think he'll be able to, um, you know, go into final three, final two, um, you know, just with the brains, original brains people, yeah, um, sure. which is probably why he's also trying to save, um, just like even out the numbers a little bit better. So um, original brains and original brawns, um, th- it's not like as big of a, you know, a difference between the team numbers. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know. I feel like George, like the way that he pulled this move off, he's left himself in a lot of danger. Like mm. he's very open to, I guess, being the, being added as mole as we, as we see in the next few episodes. But, yeah, it's a very dangerous spot to put yourself in. Um, I think we've said before mm-hmm. on this podcast, it's a lot easier to flip as a pair rather than on your own. Had he brought in Kara a bit more, I think he would have been a bit more insulated um, because now, as we see in the next episodes, he's been added as himself. It's not Kara and George with them both having an equal footing. It's George being the, being the rat. So mm, That's true. Yeah, there's probably a better way for him to play it. I mean, the, the move pulled out, pulled off by him was pretty clean. All yeah. the targets, like he managed to get his ducks in a row and managed <laughs> to get all the targets right. Um, yeah. Haley played her idol right. I mean, he assumed that Kez was going to play, like was Kez was going to go home with her idol. Mm. But as we see later on, she ended up giving her idol to Flick on the way out. Now, <laughs> yeah. this was a very interesting point, especially in the Survivor fan community, about whether Kez was able to give her idol to Flick on the way out. Um, It's been revealed that the rules were changed before All-Stars, that you could give your idol to another player in the game up until your torch was snuffed. And that was made very public this week. Yeah. (gasps) That's so interesting. I didn't know that. Oh, that means Simon should have given his two idols to someone else as well. Yeah, but the fact that he knew that his alliance had turned on him at that point, he probably wasn't looking to yeah, give his true. idols away. And he probably had, <laughs> wanted to keep his two souvenirs for himself. Um, yeah. Fair. What What do you think about this rule change, though? Do you think it has implications for the rest of the game? or? Yeah. I think it does because, well, it, you know, it kind of um, opens up the opportunity for people to unexpectedly, um, you know, just like, stay safe because I guess you know if people like usually they get voted out with an idol and usually the people know about it right like the whole team knows about it but then kind of like unknowingly bringing this 
uh, like maybe a, an idol which was supposed to have left back into the game. That kind of, I feel like it could cause a lot of drama um, because, yeah, it's just, I don't know, people don't like idols and it could also put them in like a, create a target on the back, you know? Yeah, I, I think I completely agree that it could have bigger implications for the game in terms of um, players thinking that they've already gotten rid of an idol and so mm. having that certainty in a player's mind. But, I mean, all players knew about this rule from what I've heard going into this season, so I don't think it's um, it's a big shock that yeah. this would have happened this season. But, yeah, just from going into the details of this rule, um, I think it was brought in by production after seeing David get voted out with an idol in season four, mm. and then Luke yeah. asked him, do you have an idol? And David actually wanted to give Luke his idol on the way out, but he wasn't sure if he was oh. allowed to, one. And second of all, he didn't want everyone to see him digging in his bag on his way out. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's why that rule came in for All-Stars. Yeah, um, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I just think that this rule has the potential to be exploited a lot because we've already seen mm. so many idols in this season and we've already seen Simon get voted out with two idols. Imagine <laughs> yeah. if he gave his two idols to someone back in the game. That would mean yeah. that no idols, no new idols could be found and idols would just keep circulating within the tribe. Yeah. Like, I don't know, it just creates, like, a, sp- a down spiral of, like, how players could exploit this move by just yeah. no, keeping their idols within their alliance. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it's kind of like, I guess, um, if we're talking about, like, original brain, original brawn, like, essentially, you know, if you vote someone out, you hope that your alliance, your side of the alliance will become a little bit stronger. But yeah. because they're now protected by an idol, which was supposed to have left the game, they're essentially, like, back to square one in a way because it gives them that extra, like, chance to, um, like, a, a backup plan, you know, something to fall back on without yeah, being voted sure. out. For sure. Um, yeah, it's yet to be seen whether this does have a big impact in the game, whether the, whether Flick actually managed to play her idol correctly now. Yeah, whether, interesting. She goes home with it. I don't know. We'll wait and see. <laughs> um, yeah, just going back to this vote as well, I was really actually quite excited when this vote did go off, simply because mm-hmm. we had a minority split vote happen. We had um, the eight votes from original Braun go on to Laura that were cancelled out. Then the minority, being the five Braun, they managed to split their votes so four on Kez and one on Danny. So in the event that Kez ended up playing an idol for herself, which they knew that she had, Danny would go home with mm. one vote. That would have been yep. like the most exciting plan to go <laughs> oh, off. Oh, that would have been opinion. so good. <laughs> I mean, it's happened before in US Survivor, and for me, really? that's, been, that's my favourite vote of all time. Spoiler alert. <laughs> if that had gone down, I would have been so excited. But it still yeah. ended up going well for the brains in the end. Mm. I just wanted to say that just from like a pure <laughs> numbers and votes perspective, that was my favourite. <laughs> yeah. No, that's that's awesome. I didn't think about it that way, actually. Yeah, that's, that's pretty crazy being voted out on one vote. <laughs> yeah, well, we did see that happen in the next episode. I mean, yeah. <laughs> let's go into that now, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, so we're back with a 7-5 brawn majority now. Georgia still managed to keep his position as, as the middle of between both tribes, um, but we have a little bit of a twist at this immunity challenge. We see only three people can win immunity now, so not just one, three people are going to win immunity, but not only that, <laughs> those three people are the only three people who can vote. Yeah. Now, I don't know. What are you thinking about this situation so far? Because I've definitely got some opinions. Oh, yeah, I was very opinionated about this. Yeah. Go, go for <laughs> I it. Was think- 
Yeah, I was thinking, well, essentially it's no longer a three-way vote, right? It's actually more of a two, two-way vote because, like, the, the third vote's in a way it's made redundant because obviously, like, it's the majority, right? And so yeah. it would have really made no difference whether um, three people had gotten immunity or two people had gotten immunity. And I think, like, because currently in the game, there is such a strong divide between brains and brawns um, that, yeah, it was quite clear who was going to go home just depending on whoever, like whichever team had more people win the immunity that day, um, yeah. which happened to be Brawns, you know. Um, so, yeah, I was a little bit at first, not going to lie, I was a bit disappointed about it. I was like, oh, because personally I'm like a Brains I'm a Brains yeah. fan, so um, yeah, going for the Brains, maybe I would have, like, thought of, um, maybe I would have liked the situation if um, two Brains had gotten immunity, but that was my stance at that point. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, I was taking these notes at the time of it happening, so obviously we know that the vote out turned out a bit different, but at the yeah. time, yeah, I thought three people was a bit too overpowered for those two, for, like, two-person minority majority mm. to form simply because then that one person on the app then has no has no sway in the vote like yeah, those two exactly. people can then determine however they want to vote um yeah i had the idea that four people could get immunity because then you've had you still have oh. a small group of people that can influence the vote but then you have the chance for like um a 2-1-1 to happen prisoner's dilemma which if you listen to yeah. the <laughs> dilemmas um or even like a 2-2 split and then force like a fire or rocks. Yeah. But now with like three people voting or theoretically voting, yeah. what would happen in a 1-1-1 one, one, one tie? Oh, that's very interesting. <laughs> I feel like production didn't think about this. Like, <laughs> I mean, just think about it now. You have um, three individual targets on the re-vote. If they all vote the same as well, that's three <laughs> votes. I mean, you could go to open discussion and if it's not unanimous then okay we're deadlocked so yeah. then now what there's three people who cast the votes they now can't draw rocks because they've got necklaces on so like yeah the game's broken <laughs> that's so funny <laughs> i bet you maybe the maybe the producers were like okay this can't happen yeah and then they, re <laughs> they realized like, yeah <laughs> like a clause or something right yeah. after they got the immunity idol <laughs> yeah um and then yeah they probably have to switch it back to uh what we see later <laughs> in the episode with only one person ending up making the vote um yeah but yeah going back to the episode and just going the yeah. fact that danny emmett and andrew have now won immunity let's scrap andrew from this equation just because his vote is kind of redundant <laughs> the fact yeah. that danny specifically has won this immunity has put Haley in such a bad spot after that vote after the mm. initial merge vote. Because I feel like she was in a pretty good position with George and Kara back on their side. Yeah. Could have really made some inroads on the brawn on the brawn side and try and make a move there. But the fact that Danny especially, a player that um Haley has probably burnt bridges with already, mm. she's the main target. And with other players not being able to vote, she really has no play. I mean George even says it himself, there's no play. Like there's nothing she could yeah. do really. Except use yeah. her social prowess given, like, she's a, a really good social player. But if oh, it was someone sure. like, I don't know, Andrew on the block, let's say Andrew, mm. I don't think he would have been able to, I guess, dig himself out of a hole like this. Like, yeah. I, I just felt that this was where Haley's game kind of took a turn. The fact that a stupid twist like this 
where even this vote didn't end up happening, ended up putting her in a really, really, really bad spot. Um, was there anything else she could do apart from going to Danny and trying to do something else other than like throw George under the bus? Well, I wonder whether if she had approached Simon, no, sorry, Emmett. <laughs> well, yeah. if she had approached Emmett, would that have made a difference? Because I think originally Emmett saw, I think it was Baden um, as like the bigger target, right? I think I yeah, remember right. in the yeah. episode he said that he wanted to vote Baden first. Um, yeah. Now, I'm not sure. Haley probably didn't know about this, but I think maybe she should have approached both of them and seen and just kind of like sussed out who was easier to slay um yeah, and then right. yeah change the vote because i do agree like she even said in the episode you know um by kind of like outing george and just exposing him she does put a massive target on her back um if she is to return to the game you know um yeah. and it wasn't like i don't think her strategy was sustainable because in survivor it's so important to like you know build up these relationships and not burn bridges down um yeah just for a single vote. But then I get that she was desperate as well. So Yeah. I don't I mean, know. She she's in a she was in a tough position. I mean, yeah, she did quite well to make inroads with Danny and Emmett and try to get on their side. Like Yeah, for have, sure. She definitely appealed to their like fear of her own playing ability as Haley. Mm. And so yeah, she did manage to, I guess, get on their side in a sense, because Baden being the initial target. But then we get into tribal council and what do you know? Another twist happens. <laughs> <laughs> um, a three-person fire-making challenge, and then the winner of that's going to make the final vote. I mean, oh gosh, brains would have had like a pretty like would have had their hopes up for this one, given that yeah. Andrew actually knows how to make fire. Yeah, it's right. a shame that like his flint broke and he wasn't able to perform as well. Um, yeah, yeah, I was reading, I was reading in a forum that um, yeah, he can make fire in under a minute with a flint. And he oh, got wow. just so unlucky that, like, oh, his flint broke yeah. and get his fire up. But out of nowhere, Danny wins fire making. Who would have <laughs> knew this? Yeah, and she was the last one to have her fire going as well. Yeah. She just dumped everything on the fire and just, like, exploded. <laughs> and that's how she won. It was really funny. Yeah. I found that funny to watch. Um, yeah, it was pretty funny. But, yeah, we see Baden go off Danny's vote. Mm. Um, I felt really bad for Baden in this situation, getting voted off with one vote in a twist. But thankfully, he still managed to remain in the game somewhat, um, going to Redemption Rock. Crazy name for yeah. a place to go after you vote. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you think this was the right move by Danny? Could she um, have voted off someone else? Look, as much as I love Hayley, um, and I think she's a very, uh, you know, lovely person, I think for Danny strategically, it would have made more sense for her to actually vote off Hayley that time because Hayley is such a strategic, like a massive, massive strategic strategic threat and so um like who knows you know maybe when she comes um yeah maybe like when she went back she could have really twisted the whole camp again um because she does seem to i guess like change the direction of votes whenever she does have an opportunity to so mm, yeah um, and sure. baden i feel because he's not very you know he's um he's less strategic or maybe we just haven't seen the strategic side of him yet um but yeah, I don't think he was that big of a threat. Yeah, I think, I don't know, I'm going to have to disagree with you on there. I think Danny made the right move in getting rid of Baden. And mm. here's why. So Haley's always going to be this threat after having, well, now that Braun know that 
she's now willing to throw people under the bus and flip both sides. She's <laughs> given off this image that she's not as trustworthy. Yeah. That's perfect for them. Like that's, she's now like a yeah. perfect target that they can keep in the game and have as like a decoy boot while still voting out the rest of brains. Yeah. And so oh, I think she made the true. right decision in that she got rid of Baden, which is another brain and still managed to keep her brawn alliance really strong. So I think it was a really good move to get rid of Baden. I mean, sad to see him go, but yeah. like from Danny's perspective, she still kept her numbers tight, kept her alliance good. Yeah. Good move by her. Yeah, that's a, I haven't thought about it that way. And that's true. You know, I do agree with what you're saying. Yeah. Really crazy tribal once again, but we're going to move into <laughs> episode three. And I'm going to start off with Chelsea's medevac. Now, I know I've said before, mm. I'm not a fan of the, med- of the rule this season where players are allowed a 24-hour window. I'm going to say it again. I'm still not a fan of this medevac rule simply because it mm. could have had huge ramifications for this game. Like Chelsea yeah. leaving, right? That's one entity left, like removed from the situation. If she was to return after tribal council, who knows what would have happened if she was able to stay and something was able to be flipped. Like it's a whole, yeah, like, exactly. you're changing the whole dynamics of the game by removing <laughs> one player for one tribal council. I mean, yeah, it's, definitely. Yeah, it's not fair on the remaining players not yeah. knowing whether this person's going to return or not. I mean, mm. she didn't end up returning, which is sad. And um, <laughs> yeah. I read about her situation and, yeah, feel mm. for her in that situation. But, yeah, for the rest of the players, it's not, yeah, it's not fair for production to do this to them. I mean, if someone's mm. not feeling well and aren't 100% ready to still play in the game, doctors should make a call then and there whether they can play on or not. Um, I think it should be yeah. rather than have this delayed period. Um, yeah, I think so. And yeah. Because it kind of, um, you know, if someone does like, I don't know, top five, I don't know whether they're going to change the rules of this 24-hour medibac thing. Yeah. But, you know, say you're in top five. Um, as you were saying before, the difference one person makes can be massive. Um, oh, yeah, for sure. Because by then the numbers are so small anyways. And so um, who knows, like she could have been, the pref- preferred target, but then because she was away, like because some person's away um, due to medical reasons, they could definitely have sent someone else home instead. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, that out of the way, now that we got, of, <laughs> got over that uncomfortable bit, <laughs> we're going to go into the vote once again. And this episode really pitted Haley against um, George. Now that Haley's out of George and George is denying it, we really see that dynamic of what was once a pretty happy alliances now. <laughs> um, battling it against each other. And yeah, we see Haley um, get voted out unanimously despite throwing everything against the wall and trying her best mm. to throw George under the bus. How do you yeah. think Haley should have played this? Was there another way that she could have done this to save herself in the game or do you think her ghost was already cooked? Honestly, I feel like um, when she threw George under the bus, that wasn't necessarily a good look on her because oh, people don't like snitches. <laughs> like whether... Yeah. Well, because, yeah, I don't know. I'm just feeling like if I was in the team, I wouldn't just having her like her snitch everyone. Like she was, um, she said, Kez, you know, um, she had uh, an idol as well. Oh, no, sorry, Flick. Flick yes. had an idol. Flick has yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, just like she kind of exposed that as well. And so if I was on the team, I wouldn't want to be working with someone who would be so, um, you know, who would expose things so easily because I don't know if my secret would be safe with them um and you know in this game information is everything 
I just feel like maybe she should have been a little bit more maybe from like a you know how she approached Jared and like Flick and yeah. Emmett I feel like she should have tried convincing them a little bit more I don't know yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it would have been hard it would have been hard so, yeah. oh yeah definitely it would it would have been hard and I think that's simply because of um, what happened in the last episode the fact that mm. she threw George under the bus and then Emmett went to George and said Haley's targeting you that just like increased yeah. her target so much more and it yeah, all came down sure. to a simple rubbish production twist that Haley's game <laughs> kind of blew up. Um, yeah. Oh, it was so frustrating to watch that, seeing yeah. how she was in a good position sad. and then a twist just rocks everything completely. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't – yeah, it's a bit – it was hard because I don't really see a way that she could have got out of this situation. I mean, she was trying her best mm-hmm. and she did have valid yeah. points. Like one of my favourite quotes this week before we get into Quote of the Week was, I told the truth and I get voted out. Like, yeah. Yeah, felt bad for her in that situation. But yeah, I don't really see if there was anything else she could have done there. Just from mm. Braun's perspective, up to this episode, I really liked how Emmett was playing the merge particularly. Emmett was the guy who really stood out to me this episode simply because everyone was mm. coming to him with information. I mean, we didn't see mm. that so much in the edit. Like, it wasn't portraying him as being this really big social player. Yeah. He was in a really good social position, got a really strong alliance. and. Yeah. Everyone's coming with, to him with information. So <laughs> for me, he was a really big power player in this. Mm, that's true. Well, I was just going to say, I feel like that could also be a threat for him because the more you stand out in the game, like the more um, the more likely you'll be voted out. And he's already he's like a very strong physical player as well. So um, having a strong physical game and like social game, that's definitely um, quite dangerous for him. But no, I, I think you're right. Um, because it does have, you know, people do need to trust him to actually go up to him and share what they, um, share what they're thinking. Yeah, and I think that that um, physical aspect to his game is what's going to end up being his downfall. Like if he didn't yeah. do so well in this immunity challenge, like yeah. in these past three, having winning all three um, <laughs> challenges so far. Yeah, just the fact that he's been winning immunity challenges has made it a bit hard for him. Like he was in a good position. Yeah already like he didn't need to win these immunity challenges mm. um he yeah. would have still been in a really good social position with his within his alliance that's true um yeah for sure yeah and then just from this brawn perspective as well i think they should have kept Haley in the game because she was she's mm. now burned her bridges with so many people that <laughs> they could have got rid of some other brain yeah like, definitely I mean, like we said in the previous episode, like they got rid of Baden, kept Haley around and kept her target mm. really big. They could have done mm. the same thing here and Haley's target has now grown even more so. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know why they kept <laughs> they kept going out with that strategy. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And she, like, I remember, I think Haley was quite willing to actually work with them. I remember, I think it was in the previous episode, like episode two, um, she was saying, yeah, you know, like, I'll vote with you guys. Um, like, I'll vote Andrew out. Yeah. And so, and, like, I don't know if Braun saw this, but <laughs> even Braun's, I'm oh, sorry, even Brains have lost um, faith in Haley. you know. Yeah. yeah um, yeah. Where they quite clearly lied to her about um, voting for, uh, voting for Gerard. So, yeah. Yeah. And now the fact that she's won the duel against Baden and has now made her way back <laughs> into the game. Mm. I don't really know, like, where she goes from here. Like, who is anyone going to trust her now? Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Interesting to see. 
I yeah. did um, look at the little sneak peek. You know how they have the um, next episode previews. Yeah, we're it just getting into like, that. Yeah, it seemed like um, Emmett may have lost an immunity. I don't know because they were there seemed to have been quite a bit of talk about him, and it seems I don't know. This is just my prediction. I feel like the target as soon as the team gets a chance, um, they'll shift the target away from Haley to Emmett. Yeah, I think. I think so too. Just just judging from that preview for next week, next week, next week's episode, um, <laughs> the fact that um, that Haley's now been voted out from the game. If she makes it makes it to final trouble council, I don't think she's going to have her case is definitely going to be diminished a bit simply because she's been voted mm. out, and the fact that she came back in and has now made that's it true. to final trouble. Yeah, so, that's true. Oh, what a shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, but well done to Haley for actually winning that duel and making her way back into the game. And, yeah, sad to see Baden go once again, not mm. once but twice. <laughs> um, but at least he made the jury, you know, at least he got that far. What did you think of, like, this redemption redemption rock kind of aspect of the game? Because we know in previous Australian Survivors that they need to have two non-elimination episodes every season. Um, mm. this, this one they tried to make a non-elimination but the fact that now Chelsea got medevaced means they need one more non-elimination. So it kind of cancelled everything out. Um, yeah, what did you make of it? Did you like this redemption rock kind of thing? I know we've seen variations in the past, but yeah, what about this one? I think this one was, I think it was okay. Um, only because the challenge was done between the two and it wasn't yeah. as exciting. Like I don't really remember the other challenges that happened in previous episodes, um, but it wasn't like the most exciting challenge either. <laughs> it yeah, almost felt like mean. a final episode type of challenge. Like it was all about endurance. Um, so yeah. I get that kind of vibe with a lot of the post-merge challenges. They're a lot, hold this thing above your head for as long as you can or <laughs> hang on a pole for as long as you can. Like it's very endurance-based, which isn't always the most entertaining to watch, but it mm. is what it is. Uh, yeah. That's the way production wants to do things. So <laughs> 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 can't, really, can't really change things there. Um, yes. But yeah. That's the end of, I guess, everything that happened in this week's episodes. Was there anything else that you wanted to touch on before we move on to quote of the week? Uh, no, I think we've covered most of it. Awesome. Very yeah. interesting <laughs> discussion so far. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot to go through this week, so really mm. thankful that you've been here to break it all down this week with me. Um, but, yeah, heading into quote of the week, yeah, we'd find the best quotes from this week's episodes and then vote for a winner for the best quote of the week so i've got a few um suggestions here unless you've come up with some yourself winona but i'm gonna <laughs> kick it off first nomination for this week comes from laura and this one comes with a bit of context so this was after they had that reward challenge and so it was when each person once you finish you got to pick a reward item so mm. laura is in the back half of this group the <laughs> last few of the people to complete the challenge and after getting all her sandbags onto the pole, she she screams, I won. <laughs> I found that very funny. I mean, like, I don't know how many other people would have found that funny, but <laughs> that was one that stood out to me. That was funny. <laughs> that was the first nomination there. Um, second nomination. This one comes from George. Now, George has a lot of confessionals every week, and it's hard to pick out just one, but I think this one stands out. Um, above most and it was a passing comment so I don't know if many people pick this one up and I think you like this one too he goes <laughs> my earwax feels terrible people 
such a great out of context. Such a George thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I remember the episode where he was like, (laughs) who farts in front of Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I think we mentioned that one last week. It was so funny. This guy has no personal boundaries. (laughs) (laughs) Well, production just manages to to pick up the most strange (laughs) quotes ever from George. So there's nomination number two. Finally, nomination number three for this week comes from Emmett. Now, I know Emmett likes to play up the cameras a lot, um, but this one from him, he goes, finally, I unleashed my plant-based Superman in my lime green Speedos. (laughs) Yes. That was pretty funny. Yeah. He's a very big character, Emmett. He loves to pull off those kind of uh, confessional quotes. Um, There were so many to pick from this week. I think I'm going to put an honourable mention. This one's not going to be up up to be voted for. But this one from Gerald at Tribal Council, I think someone asked him, do you, tr- do you trust what they're saying? And then Gerald's like, I trust everybody. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. I mean, that's such a Gerald thing to say, but like, honorable <laughs> mention there for Gerald. But there's our three nominations for the week. We have Laura, George, and Emmett. Who do you think should win quote of the week, Winona? Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I think I really like the earwax one, so... <laughs> That's where my vote would go to. <laughs> I think I think we give it to George this week. I think this is George's <laughs> second quote of the week win. Just going off oh, previous guy, weeks, I think fire. we've had. Yeah, he's on fire. <laughs> he's done so many confessionals and we're bound to pick up one. That's just amazing. So yeah. congrats again, George, for winning quote of the week. I think we've had Kez won one, Daney won one, Gerald on one, and now George on two. So George's oh. in the lead for this season. I mean, he's got the most confessionals so far of every person. So... <laughs> Hard to say no to him, but um, yeah, yeah. Big up to George this week. Nice. <laughs> All right, I think that brings us to the end of the podcast this week. Um, thanks, Renata, for joining me on the podcast this week. Um, what's coming up for you this week? Um, like survival wise or non? Oh, just in general, just like what's going on in your life? Oh, in my life. <laughs> um, well, I'm on uni break now, so that's pretty fun. Just kind of, um at home working uh can't do much during lockdown but we'll be more watching more survivor awesome i mean it's great that you're on uni break now very relaxing time i can imagine yeah awesome well thanks for for coming on the podcast and thanks to you as well listening at home to another episode of the debutante report really appreciate you guys making it all the way to the end of the podcast make sure to follow us on facebook and instagram as always at the debutante report and let me know your thoughts on Twitter as well, at Debutante Report, if you've agreed, disagreed with anything I've mentioned in this episode. Um, I love getting in touch with you guys. Some of you might know I'm pretty active on the Facebook groups as well. So love talking to you guys on there as well. But yeah, thanks, Renata, for coming on. <laughs> it's been great. No, How thanks you? for having me. It was so fun. No worries. And we hope to see you again next week to talk about week six of Australian Survivor, Brains versus Born should be a cracker. We hope that you tune in next week. See you guys. Have a good one. Bye.